Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Travis Demers, Chad Dewing. You're mocking me, aren't you? The Rip City Drive on NBC Sports Northwest Rip City Radio. We can't wait. Travis and I are geeked for the NFL Draft coming up. It's one month away, and we're very happy to go to the phones. Our next guest, one of our favorites, he's a senior analyst at NFLDraftScout.com. He is on Twitter, a must-follow, at Rob Rang. And here he is once again on the Rip City Drive. Rob, appreciate your time, man. We love talking football with you. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, so what are your thoughts now at number one with the Cleveland Browns coming off of uh, Sam Donald's Pro Day where – a lot of people thought he nailed it, and there were execs around the league that thought, you know what, we just saw the Browns' future franchise quarterback out there. Well, I mean, I certainly understand with that assessment because Sam Darnold has been my top-rated prospect in this entire draft since, I mean, literally since the Denver Broncos made Ole Miss quarterback Chad Kelly the last pick of the 2017 draft. That the Sam Darnold has been my number one-rated player. So I, I agree with that belief. At the same time, I also think that that Wyoming's Josh Allen is very much in that conversation. Um, UCLA's Josh Rosen should be in the conversation as well because he is the most pro-ready passer in this year's draft class. But, you know, I think whether it's Sam Donald, whether it's Josh Rosen, or whether it is Josh Allen, who has the highest upside in a bunch, then I, I believe that the, the Cleveland Browns have essentially made the decision. They are going to be taking a quarterback at number one. It just remains to be seen who is going to be that first pick. Sam Donald is the favorite, but I think that Josh Allen would be, uh, you know, riding number two in that, in that race. Josh Rosen has a chance. And it really, it doesn't matter that much, to be completely honest with you, because I think the New York Giants is number two, New York Jets number three. Uh, you know, we're going, to be seeing cl- we're going to be seeing these quarterbacks come off the board very, very quickly, and perhaps even in, in record-breaking fashion. I mean, there's only been one draft in the history of the NFL where there has been as many as six quarterbacks selected in the first round, I think we could see that this year um, that matches the 1983 class and in which three of those, of those players, John Elway, uh, Jim Kelly, and Dan Marino, wound up being in the Hall of Fame. Rob, you got to explain something to me here because I'm, I'm with you and Chad on this and what a lot of people are thinking that Sam Darnold is the number one quarterback in the draft. I'm, I'm not a scout. I didn't play professional football. I didn't play the quarterback position. So when I look at the completion percentage and the issues that Josh Allen had completing passes in the Mountain West and at Wyoming, and it's at 56% over two full seasons, how is that something he can overcome in the NFL, and why does that make him a potential draft pick to be taken ahead of everybody else? Well, the argument would be that that Josh Allen wasn't surrounded by a great deal of talent at, at Wyoming and that when he was surrounded by talent at the Senior Bowl, at the Combine, then Josh Allen absolutely starred. And I went to both the, the, the Senior Bowl, watched him in person, uh, went to the Combine, was one of the few uh, mem- members of the media who were allowed inside the uh, you know, Lucas Oil Stadium to be able to watch the quarterbacks throw. And 
Josh Allen was absolutely spectacular. And when you have a guy who's 6'5", 237 pounds, has that great arm, um, and, and has been productive when he has had some talent surrounding him, then it's really easy to get excited about his upside. And then you think specifically about the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, First Energy Stadium, that's, you know, where they play their games in Cleveland. And, and the fact that you have a field there that is going to have some, some weather-type conditions, and that's not something that Sam Donald had to face very often. Of course, he did it this, at, at his pro day workout, which I think very much works in his favor. I and mean, there's a reason why there was so much excitement about the fact that the rains were coming down and, and Sam Donald really excelled there because Cleveland Browns head coach Hugh Jackson was kind of infamous for literally taking a water bottle and, and wetting some of the footballs in the past of, of the Carson Wentz, of the Jared Goffs, to be able to see if they were going to be able to throw a wet football um, you know, that's one of the things that Sam Donald proved. And, but Josh Allen has done that throughout his entire career. So I certainly understand why there is some skepticism about Josh Allen. He is currently my number 10 rated prospect, or Sam Donald, as I mentioned before, is number one, and Josh Rosen is number two. So I certainly understand that, that you know, skepticism. But at the same time, if you're looking at upside, and I think that the Cleveland Browns, and you look at the general manager, John Dorsey, you look at some of their, their top scouts, Alonzo Highsmith, formerly of the Packers, and uh, Scott McLuhan with the Packers, and Seahawks, the Redskins, the 49ers, and all kinds of different teams, they have consistently gone with the higher upside. And, you know, you can make an argument that that's a mistake, but Josh Allen does have that high upside, and so I, that, that is the reason why he is getting so much attention. And whether he goes number one overall or winds up going, say, number three overall, Josh Allen is going to be a very high selection. And if you look at that 56.2 career percentage, uh, career passing percentage that you mentioned, you know, it, it's, it's scary to look at that and think, oh, he's never going to be successful. But that's not very dissimilar to what Matt Ryan threw at Boston College, what Matt Stafford threw at Georgia, and both of those quarterbacks wound up going in the top three of their respective drafts and obviously have been very successful in the NFL. So that would be the reason why teams are still very, very intrigued by Wyoming's Josh Allen. Robin, your last mock draft, you had Allen going number one. And I look at the Giants, and I'm a Giants fan, so I have a hard time being objective on this one. And I'd love to see a quarterback, but I understand why they would go with Chubb or with Barkley or somebody else. But you have the Giants taking Barkley in that scenario. If Sam Darnold is available at number two, why wouldn't they pick Sam Darnold there? Why would they go with somebody else? Pretty much just because of the fact that I think the Giants are built to win immediately. I think that they already have a, a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Eli Manning who obviously is walking around with two Super Bowl rings. You have a player in Odell Beckham that if you, can, if you feel confident that he is willing to play for you this season at the level that he's shown before as well as Evan Ingram, and then you add in a player like Saquon Barkley, then I really think that the Giants are set to pop. Now, I wrote that draft before Jason Pierre-Paul was traded, mm-hmm. uh, before all this news about Odell Beckham and the fact that the Giants owner is, you know, Omar is a little bit nervous about, you know, whether or not he's going to be able to, re, you know, to re-sign Beckham and whether or not Beckham deserves that type of money. So, I think that there is certainly an argument that the new general manager, Dave Gettleman, is going to go with the young quarterback. I, I certainly understand that that was the point that I was making in previous mock drafts 
where I had the Giants, Danny, pat at number two and selecting all those young quarterbacks to develop behind Manny. But if this is a Giants team that can compete immediately, as I believe that it can, then I, I think that it makes some sense to go with the go with a player like uh, Saquon Barkley and be able to hit the ground running. I mean, we have seen time after time that teams that finish last in their respective divisions, whether it be the Dallas Cowboys two years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, that can go to worst to first in their respective divisions. And I think that the that the Giants have the skill position talent that frankly no other team in the NFC East division can handle if they were to take an elite running back like I believe Saquon Barkley is. But, you know, that, that's the interesting thing about this year's draft. Because the quarterback talent is so rare, and because you have a new head coach, a new general manager in New York, then I think that the Giants, too, in a lot of ways, are actually even a more fascinating team than the Cleveland Browns, who, of course, have the number one and number four overall picks. But just because the Giants are a team that's ready to win right now if they choose to go that direction, or obviously could choose to build through the draft, to select a young quarterback, whether it be Sam Darnold, whether it be Josh Rosen, whether it even be Josh Allen, and be able to put them in behind Eli Manning and build for the future. Hey, Rob, we have a lot of Buffalo fans here in the Portland area, a lot of Bills fans, and we're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Are they committed? Do you think we'll see them move back up? Uh, into the uh, the top ten, and if so, where do you think they might trade? Well, I, I think the Giants are number two overall. I mean, make a lot of sense because this is a team that doesn't have to necessarily you know select their young quarterback of the future. I mean, they could, uh, but at the same time, this is a rich draft, and so if you are able to uh, you know make a type of move that uh, you know the Indianapolis Colts made just a while back, you know, and, and allowing the Jets to move up, then that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, because if you're able to get three second-round picks in a draft as rich as this one, then, then you know, you really can, can build up that roster very quickly. Um, you know, and, and so that's an interesting, you know, again, another interesting team to kind of consider. How, how much um, do you think that relationship will play in? Because uh, the Bills GM, Brandon Bean, and Dave Gettleman have had a relationship. They work together there in Carolina. How much does that play into a potential move like that? Well, I think it does play into the move. I think it just kind of makes the conversations that much easier, that much more likely to develop over time. Um, you know, we, we saw it with Philadelphia and Seattle. I mean, John Schneider kind of talked about his relationship with the Philadelphia Eagles general manager, Howie Roseman, and because they know each other so well, then that kind of helped facilitate the trade between the Seahawks shipping Michael Bay over to the Eagles. Um, you know, I, I could see the same kind of thing working out in the, in, you know, for between Buffalo um, and, and New York just because of that that same relationship. So it is it's an interesting uh, dynamic there. At the same time, you know, obviously you're not going the the, the Bills aren't going to be giving up more to to one team than they would another. If they are going to be moving up aggressively, obviously it would be a for a quarterback, and that that really is is the, the the story of this year's draft class is again we're going to i think we might see six quarterbacks come off the board in the top 32 that would match what we've ever seen um and if nothing else i certainly expect that we're going to see five quarterbacks come off the board of course being in whatever order uh, you know sam Donald, josh rosen josh allen lamar jackson baker mayfield and then we might see a, a player like a mason rudolph from oklahoma state sneaking in at the back end but still the point being that we could see five quarterbacks come off, the, come off the board in the top 20, and that just hasn't been seen in the NFL draft. And because of that, 
all those teams who don't need a quarterback, perhaps like a team like the New York Giants, for example, might be able to win big because they're going to have players who shouldn't fall out of the top fives fall into their lap. All right, Rob Rang, NFLDraftScout.com here on the Rip City Drive. What about Denver at five? Are they married to a quarterback? Will they look to possibly trade back potentially, or will they take the best available player at five? What do you think they'll do now that they've got Case Keenum for at least for the next two years? And when he was introduced by Elway, he was named as the starting quarterback. Yeah, he really was. I, I was surprised that John Elway was, effusive, was as effusive in his praise of Case Keenum as he was, because I see Case Keenum as a, as a good, solid player. At the same time, I also see a dominant defense, defensive unit that helped Minnesota be as successful as they were a year ago. And when, when they really needed Case Keenum to make a big play, other than, of course, the big playoff victory over the Saints, then we didn't see Case Keenum come up consistently with the type of plays that I think that he is going to need to be the Denver Broncos, their, their, their face of the franchise. So I wonder if John Elway isn't kind of lying in the weeds a little bit, wondering if maybe one of these elite quarterbacks falls in his lap at number five overall, if that still might be their, their plan. At the same time, if those three quarterbacks obviously come off the board in the top three selections, then you are going to have an elite player, perhaps a Bradley Chubb, which you can only imagine Bradley Chubb opposite Von Miller, then you can understand why the Broncos would be pretty excited about that option. Saquon Barkley in Denver, we're, we're hearing some talk now that C.J. Anderson is no guarantee to come back and be the Denver Broncos running back to the future and as the present. So, you know, I think that John Elway has put himself in position by saying some of these words about Case Keenum has, has put his Broncos in position to take the best available player. I do not believe that they are married to a quarterback. And so they're picking the best available player. That could be a young quarterback. That is the route I think they should go if any one of those top three quarterbacks. Again, Sam Donald, Josh Rosen from UCLA, and then Josh Allen from Wyoming. If any one of those three were available, I'd be surprised to see the Denver Broncos pass up on any one of those three at number five overall. Last thing here, Rob, uh, Quentin Nelson, uh, you've got him at six, and a lot of people love him, think he could be a potential Hall of Fame-type guy, but it's very rare if ever you see a guard drafted in the top five. Do you think he can, and if so, why, if that's something that's just it just doesn't happen? Well, it doesn't happen because in the past, the elite elite rushers in the NFL have been on the edge guys, but that's changed now. In today's NFL, if you can create interior pressure, then that really is the way to go because – and again, in today's NFL, it's all about the, the quick passing game. And we saw what the, the Philadelphia Eagles did a year ago, and the New England Patriots have been doing for several years now, is they are able, with their very intelligent, very quick-release quarterbacks, um, be able to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands very quickly. And so if you can get that interior pressure right after the quarterback's face, and that is one of the ways to mitigate that, that, that quick offense, that quick pass to happy offense. So I do believe that a guard in today's NFL, if he's that good, and Quentin Nelson is that good, he reminds me of Steve Hutchinson coming out of Michigan and obviously with a potential Hall of Fame career with the Seahawks and Minnesota Vikings. That's who Quentin Nelson reminds me of. So I currently have him going number six, right outside the top five, number six overall to the Indianapolis Colts to feel that he could be in play as early as number four overall to the Cleveland Browns, and perhaps even with the New York Giants at number two, and certainly 
if those local, relatively local at least, Seattle Seahawks were somehow able to, to, to add a player like a Quentin Nelson, that might be the exactly the type of player they're going to have to have if they're going to be able to deal with the combination the Rams now have in Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. He's on Twitter. you got to follow him, at Rob Ring, NFLDraftScout.com. Rob, we love your stuff. Thanks for your time, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys, as always. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.